Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. Before we get into the Word of God, let us have a brief moment of prayer. Father God, empower us today to proclaim the living Word in the power of the Holy Spirit. Anoint our time today of preaching so that people might be challenged, changed, and comforted. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. The word of the Lord today is found in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, and I am reading from the New King James Version. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leper shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. As you may or may not know, the Christian church is currently celebrating Advent. Advent is considered the gateway to the Christian calendar year and is the season of preparation for the festival of the birth of Christ. It starts on the Sunday nearest November 30th and includes the first four Sundays before Christmas. The term Advent is derived from the Latin root Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And despite its etymology, Advent is foremost about the end of time, not singularly about celebrating the birth of the little boy Jesus. Advent is interested in the future of the risen one, popularly called the second coming. The celebration of the season is about the promise that Jesus will bring to an end everything opposing to the ways of God. And so in that same spirit and coming from this passage in Isaiah, we want to preach about peace on earth. We want to talk about peace on earth. Amen. 
Now, Isaiah, the prophet, he stands at the peak of the Old Testament as the literary genius of all of the prophets of Israel. This amazing book includes Isaiah's unique prophecies regarding Emmanuel, God with us, and the suffering servant. His book has more chapters than any of the other prophetic books, and it looks further into the future than any of the other Old Testament books. The name Isaiah means Yahweh is salvation. And true to his name, the writings of Isaiah remind us time and time again that salvation and peace come from the Lord, not merely from human efforts. And so in this particular passage, he is painting a portrait of peace that is scheduled to take place after the tribulation period, when Jesus will physically return to the earth for his millennial reign with the saints of God. And I wish, my friends, that I could tell you that they would be zero sin in the world at that time, but that is not what this text portends. In fact, Isaiah foresees the Messiah dealing with some wicked folk. And if you know anything about wicked people, they like to do wicked things. And so you might be wondering, how could that be if this is supposed to be a great time of peace on earth? How could there be wickedness? How could there be sin in the world? Well, while it is true that the initial people who enter with Jesus into this thousand year period will be redeemed believers, the children who are born during this time will still be born with that sinful nature that we all inherit from Adam. Now, the good news is because the spirit of God is upon him, the Prince of Peace, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will not judge by the sight of his eyes, for he will have true and complete spiritual vision. He will also not decide matters by the hearing of his ears. Okay, so he will be the total judge. He will be the total ruler. And the text tells us that with his breath, with the breath of his lips, that he will slay the wicked. Jesus, who is the word, uh, will rule the earth by the power of his spoken word. Amen. Jesus is not going to be playing any games. He's not going to be Mr. Nice Guy uh, anymore when he comes back this time. And so. He's if he if he sees wickedness, if he sees evilness uh, trying to go forward, he's going to deal with it swiftly. Justice will be swift and sovereignly executed by the Savior. We will no longer have to contend with the often uh, corrupt justice systems that we're used to in this present world. Amen. And so encompassing is the peace that Isaiah is allowed to see by the Spirit of God that even the animal kingdom gets on board with the agenda of Jesus. This is great news, check this out. Jesus, who is the creator and Lord of life, will make even the predators and the prey shake hands and play nicely, if you will. We are told by the text that the wolf and the lamb shall become bedfellows. The same is true with the leopard and the baby goat, meaning that the lamb and the goat can sleep in peace without fear of becoming a meal for the wolf or the leopard. That's great news for them, my friends. That's great news for them. We're told that a cow will be able to eat right next to a bear without constantly having to watch its back. And this one, I don't know about you, but this one really gets it for me. Verse seven, it says that the lion shall eat straw like an ox. Now I've watched enough of those nature programs with my uncle growing up to know that lions do not have a taste for straw. Amen. They like meat. 
my friends, this is telling us that there's going to be some diet and appetite changes in these animals. They will no longer be the wild beasts that we're accustomed to them being. They will be peaceful cohabitants of the earth. And so this hints at a, a restoration and a reconciliation of even the ecology. Now to be sure, poisonous snakes will not lose their ability to bite, but they will lose their desire to inject their deadly venom. And this is awesome news, beloved, because what it's telling me is that there's a, a certain level of security and safety that comes with the peace of Christ that we're going to witness during the second coming. Even the creatures that normally terrify human beings will have a mind for peace, thus offering peace of mind for all of us. And for some of us, that's great news today because you fear so many of the creepy and crawly things that move about on the earth today. Amen. It's the only Jesus can bring about this type of peace. And I, I know that the, the, the outgoing White House administration has been touting its recent peace deal that it has made with the, with the Middle East. Now, we know full well that, that these supposed treaties are nothing more than a smokescreen, a facade, a temporary ceasefire until pressures boil over again. Unfortunately, but certainly, this cycle will continue until Jesus returns. Because whomever brokers or initiates the peace we experience on this side, they're also responsible for maintaining and keeping the peace. And ever since sin first entered into this world, humans have been incapable of truly and completely keeping the peace. Because even when we have experienced these, these brief reprievals of division and upheaval, no nation, no home, no church, no community has truly witnessed peace like we're going to experience during the second coming of Jesus. And so until his return, there will continue to be wars. There will continue to be rumors of wars on the battlefields of life, in our homes, and on the streets all around the world. Now, thankfully, the prophet does go on in the rest of chapter 11 and throughout chapter 12 to detail uh, a time when hostile enemies of Israel will be at peace with her during this millennial kingdom. Because family, only Jesus, not some propped up political elite, can usher in and assure lasting peace like, like we're going to see during his second coming. Only Jesus can do that. And we look forward to it. Now, thanks to the first coming of Jesus, we as believers can and often do experience a level of peace that surpasses all understanding presently right now in this world. And that's because we have decided to keep Jesus in our hearts and our minds. It's not necessarily because we're always in peaceful situations. And we thank God for that type of peace because without it, we would not be able to make it down here day to day. Amen. If you know Jesus for yourself, you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you've never experienced or gone through anything, uh, you may not realize just how precious peace is. But some of us have been through so much that if you were to tell your whole story, folks would marvel and wonder if you're telling the truth. Because despite all of the turbulence and the tumult that you've encountered, you've somehow managed to keep your peace. And sure, along the way, you may have even lost some positions, some places, maybe even some people. But thank God you were able to keep your peace because through it all, you remember to keep your mind on Jesus. You ought to thank God right there for the peace that comes along with knowing Jesus. Amen. 
Family, what we've been trying to get after today is the fact that true peace cannot be entered into, experienced, or enjoyed in any lasting way without the abiding presence of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our hope, Jesus is our help, and our peace. Not only is he our peace today, but also in the life to come and for all eternity. Jesus is our everything. And so if you don't know him today, you have no idea of what you're missing out on as it relates to this peace. If you want a foretaste of the peace that is to come, you have to know Jesus. And so we invite you to get to know him today. Will you pray with us right now? Let us turn our hearts to prayer. Lord Jesus, for far too long, I have kept you out of my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation and am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior forever. Amen. The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support. Stay blessed.